You're listening to episode 42 of the Journey to Launch podcast, balancing pregnancy, motherhood, a growing business, and everything in between. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 journeyers. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey to Launch podcast. If you're a returning listener, super excited for today's episode. If you are a new listener, welcome. Thanks for listening, giving it a chance. Hope you like it. This is episode 42, so we're not going to be doing a technical episode. We're not going to be talking to an expert guest, or I'm not going to actually be coming on and talking about an expert topic per se. This episode is a little bit more personal. I'm sharing what's been going on with me, Jamila Souffrant, um, over the last eight months in terms of growing this business, being pregnant. I'm due next week, so if you're listening to this in real time, I'm due the first week in May. So, you know, it's a lot going on and I want to share like what that's been, what the process has been, the plans going forward for Journey to Launch and myself. And we will talk a little money too. We talk about how I am incorporating saving money and just planning for this new baby and this new life. Before we get started, just some housekeeping things. If you are enjoying the podcast, you know, I ask you this every week please continue to share. Share the podcast with your family and friends. Make sure you're getting the word out there. So if there's someone in your life that you know needs to hear this information who would benefit from it, come on, don't be greedy. Don't keep it all to yourself. Share it with them. <laughs> so send them a link to the podcast or you know, tell them to go to journeytolaunch.com slash applepod if they have an Apple phone or go to journeytolaunch.com slash Android, if they have an Android phone, that will take them to how they can listen to the Journey to Launch podcast. You can also share it on your social media in any Facebook groups that you're in that you like and you enjoy, or you know, just on your Instagram or Twitter or wherever it is, just continue to share it. Additionally, if you do listen in Apple Podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. The more reviews, the better. I get to see what you guys are thinking. And it's just, you know, a big thank you to me for all the work I put into this podcast to see your feedback, to see that you take the time out to do an Apple podcast review because, you know, that means a lot. It just just shows that you guys are enjoying the content. Also, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Journey to Launch. I'm Journey to Launch on all those platforms. If you want to join the Facebook community, so we get a little bit more intimate, we share, we learn, we talk to each other there, you can go to journeytolaunch.com slash community or just type in Journey to Launch on Facebook. If you want any links that I mentioned in this episode, go to the show notes page at journeytolaunch.com slash episode 42. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about in this episode is just what's been going on in my life. Um, personally, I am pregnant. I'm actually at the finish mark. I'm due next week. And so I wanted to share what's been going on for the past nine months in terms of personally and with the business and then what's going to be happening going forward 
wanted to just share how we've been preparing for the baby. So reflecting back on this time and then just how I've been balancing being a mom of now almost three kids and then journey to launch and plans for moving forward with that. So being a mom or becoming a mom of three, how that's been. So I have a soon to be four year old and a soon to be two year old already. So they're not four and two yet. They're almost there. <laughs> Older one, his name is Zach. He's going to be four and Luke is going to be two. They're both born in June and they're both boys. So you can imagine they have a lot of energy and everyone says they get that high energy from me <laughs> because my mom, especially, she says I was a lot as a child. You know, I was always moving, always questioning things. I was like a little bull in a china shop. And that's exactly how my kids are, especially my oldest one. So it has been definitely an interesting experience (laughs) being pregnant now and then just dealing with kids, still dealing with toddlers, dealing with babies still, because if you're a mom or dad, you know the types of demands and the kind of things that kids at that age, especially like what they want and need from you, especially the toddlers. Oh my gosh. You know, one minute they're fine. The next minute it's like World War Three. It's craziness. And so I've been, you know, it's been exhausting, but it's also, it's been, it's been an experience, you know, I really try not to complain much about like energy and time because listen, I, you know, I chose to have kids. So I feel like part of this is just what comes along with it. But this has really been um, a lot to juggle, as you can imagine, because I'm still working full time and, you know, working on Journey to Launch, which is like a full time job. And then my crazy commute, which is three to four hours driving. And then all the other things that happen with life, right? I have a husband, I have a house, I have all a bunch of other things that I need to deal with um, in life. So the last nine months have been definitely, I feel like I've been definitely pushed to the limit and working a lot. And I try not to stress myself out too much. It's not healthy for myself. It's not healthy for the baby. But I did find myself going to bed a lot of times at 1, 2, 3 a.m. and then having to get up and start the whole process again with the kids. And I feel like this is like the first pregnancy. So I've been pregnant, obviously. <laughs> um, well, not obviously, but I, you know, I carried my first two. And but this is the first pregnancy where I really, really feel pregnant. Like, I really feel pregnant. My first two pregnancies were a little bit more bearable, especially the first one with Zach. I mean, I was doing CrossFit throughout my whole pregnancy. I was getting up, going to uh, 6 a.m. classes and then going to work. And then for the days I didn't do that in the morning, I came straight from work, went to CrossFit. I was doing handstand push-ups with Zach when I was like six months pregnant still. So, you know, I was very, very fit. I, I actually believe I did CrossFit up until the week before I did, uh, before I gave birth with Zach. So I didn't experience like a lot of the pains and aches and tiredness with my first pregnancy. Then uh, with my second pregnancy with Luke, I actually, I didn't do CrossFit. I, by then I had developed diastis recti. Diastis recti is the separation of the abdominal muscles. For those of you who don't know, it typically happens to women after they get pregnant, but it can happen actually without a pregnancy. And in my case, I developed it after being pregnant with my first son. And a lot of women actually have it, but don't know they have it. So it like makes you look like you're pregnant even after you give birth because your muscles are not holding in all your stomach 
and insides basically so it gives you that little poochy look and it can also actually hurt your back and all these other things so I'm going to be working on closing that um, and just doing a better job of taking care of myself after I give birth to this baby so I was very more careful or very careful with how I did workouts with Luke and I didn't do much because I was also tired <laughs> working the commute and then having Zach to come home to. So I only did like spin class at my job. And by then journey to launch wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't really pursuing journey to launch um, in this manner. So I had more time on my off time at work where at lunch I could go work out and do things with this pregnancy. I have not stepped foot in the gym. I don't even know what the gym looks like. I have not done a stretch. I have not done a jumping jack. Like I literally have done nothing in terms of fitness other than running behind the kids and living life. So that obviously is, you know, a lot or requires a lot of physical activity, but not in the same regards as my first child, which I think is pretty crazy because fitness was such a big part of my life before kids. And now like it's nowhere to be seen. So one of the things I hope to get back to after having this baby is to get back to healthiness and fitness and working out and uh, closing my diastix recti. You know, I'm going to work on that. And so just a little aside on just how this pregnancy has been. And, you know, even though it's been difficult, it's been the most pregnant I felt, like I feel every pain. I had sciatic um, nerve pain and lower back pain because the way I carry, like it's literally just like a big ball in front (laughs) And it's a lot of pressure on my lower back and I have a short torso. So it's been very painful, but I feel like it's also a metaphor of what's going on in my life in general, because it's also been a process of birthing journey to launch. Like this whole eight months that I've been pregnant and working so hard to bring life forth into this world, like physically, it's like I'm also bringing life spiritually and creativity wise into this world. And it actually reminds me of this quote, which I want to read right now. It says, to be pregnant is to be vitally alive and distressingly inhabited. Soul and spirit are stretched along with body, making pregnancy a time of transition, growth and profound beginnings. And I really do believe that's what's happening. I mean, I felt this with every pregnancy. I expanded physically, obviously, with being pregnant, but also emotionally and mentally, the whole pregnancy process and having those changes go on in my body. But this is the first pregnancy where I've also in the same regard and same respect have been growing something not only inside of me, but outside of me. And it's been a crazy, wonderful experience because I could have never guessed that eight months ago, Journey to Launch would be where it is today. So eight months ago, I, you know, was just starting the podcast. I had no idea where it would go. I mean, I had high hopes for it, but I didn't realize like how much it could grow in one year, in less than a year and how much lives I could impact and help by doing this podcast, by expanding the brand journey to launch. You know, I, I was... I, Eight months ago, I could have never saw how this could have been my full-time job one day, but I see it now. Like I see the possibilities now and I really do believe it's in my reach. And so it's been really exciting. It's been scary. I mean, bringing life into this world on so many levels and it's being vulnerable. So it's just like, 
I like this baby. I mean, they say, you know, having a baby, now your heart like is outside of you, right? And I already have two little hearts running outside of me already. And so now to add to this, plus journey to launch where I do put my all into it. Um, you know, I'm, I love sharing my personal story. Like that's me being vulnerable to you guys where, you know, sometimes I don't feel as confident as I'd like to, or I want to do things better or I want to do more things. And so this whole like vulnerability, this whole putting myself out there, this leaping, this doing my best and seeing what happens, it's all definitely been a crazy but wonderful experience. But I also want to note that I don't like complaining about it. So I know earlier I was talking about my commute and my job and all these things I juggle. But here's the thing. So last week's episode, we had Jim Fortin on talking about mindset. And we are all entitled to our feelings. I mean, all our situations are right different because there are circumstances outside of our control or in our control or whatever it is, it might not be ideal but there are things that we have to deal with. So you can either complain about it or and feel sorry for yourself, or you can maybe take a moment to feel sorry for yourself, give it a good cry, but then you move on. And so there have been many times throughout these last nine months that I've cried being stressed out or just in my car on my commute, especially when it takes two hours to get home. It's, you know, I've had those moments, but what I like to do is I don't like to dwell in them. Like I give myself the permission to feel that because we all have the right to feel, you know, what we feel and we shouldn't feel bad about it. But I don't dwell there because I do believe mindset is everything. And the people who dwell and feel sorry for themselves or become victims of their circumstance don't get ahead. And that's not what we want, journeyers. We want to move ahead no matter what the circumstance. And we need to remember our choices that we make. So I chose to have three kids. I chose to work where I work and to drive to work. And I chose to continue doing Journey to Launch and work full time. Like these are my choices. And so I also believe if you're making choices, unless you're going to change that choice that's not serving you, there's no point in sitting and wallowing in that choice because you made your choice. So either you change your decision or you find a better one. And so despite all that's been going on in my life, this is how I continue to move forward. This is how I push through because I realized that everything that I'm doing is mostly (laughs) self-inflicted because if I was that stressed or if it was too much, I can change certain things about the situation. I mean, I couldn't give back my kids, (laughs) but I could possibly find a job closer to home or I could maybe step back from journey to launch. If there, you know, there are things I could do. So just think about maybe some things in your life that you don't feel is going right or you want to change or you might be wallowing in a bit and think to yourself, okay, but if I want to change it, I have the power to change it. You are in control of your life. You are in control of your situation. And while, yes, there are outside influences, outside circumstances or circumstances you feel you cannot control, if you operate from that mindset, from that belief, then things will always be happening to you. And we don't want things to be happening to you, journeyers. You want to feel in control. You are in the driver's seat of your life. So just take that and think about how you can apply that to your own situation. Also, I recognize the fact that I'm blessed. I am blessed beyond belief, blessed beyond measure, because I really wouldn't be able to do any of this 
without my support system, which we'll get into in a bit. So I talked about Journey to Launch being a choice, but really it feels like I have to do Journey to Launch because it's my calling. I've said this before on a couple podcasts that I've never felt so invigorated, so inspired to bring work like this forward and it almost feels like I don't have a choice with journey to launch like it propels me forward so that part I feel like it's not a choice at this point (laughs) everything else is like a choice kind of but journey to launch to me is like mandatory like I feel like if I don't do it like part of my soul is like gone because I feel like I'm not living up to my true my true talents and giving the world what I believe it needs so how am I able to do this how am I able to even juggle this how do I even plan on doing this going forward now with three kids and everything else going on. Again, it's my support system. I have a very supportive husband. He is amazing. And he, without him, like being supportive and helping and being that equal partner that I need him to be, this would definitely be more stressful. So he knows how to put the kids to bed. He knows how to feed the kids. He knows how to take care of them on his own if I had to go out or leave or had an interview or something going on or if I'm late from work. So I don't have that added stress of, oh my gosh, when I get home, I also have to do every single thing for the kids. It's like I have a partner in the household who is stepping up and helping me. Also my aunt. So my aunt is a big part of why we're able, my husband and I are able to work the way we work and then have our kids and it be such a balanced environment. My aunt actually lives with us. So we have like a house, but we have a basement apartment. And the apartment actually we moved into first in the basement when we were renovating our um, upstairs, the actual like main house. And it has a separate entrance. It's really nice in terms of, you know, it's a separate entrance, kitchen, bathroom, it's an apartment. And so luckily my aunt who actually takes care of kids, that's what she did. She was looking for work and a place to live. We had just had our first child and we were looking for someone to help us um, watching our child, Zach. So it worked out perfectly. So my aunt is here. That's a big, big like win and plus for us because she's here. So in terms of like timing and the fact that we both leave for work early or if I'm working and doing certain things, she can like watch the kids. And so that's been very, very helpful to us. Childcare costs, which can be huge, especially living in a high cost of area living. For us, we save on because we have my aunt and we do we do still pay her. And, and part of the compensation is the, um, you know, living here and utilities and all the things included so it's a mutually beneficial relationship but it's it's been amazing and so I love her so much we would not be able to (laughs) to really balance it all um without her quite frankly and extended family and friends like it's just so helpful to know that if we needed to do something if we needed a break we could call you know up two or three people right now who would have no problem coming over or having us drop our kids off. And so that also allows us to, one, just as like a couple, my husband and I feel like we can connect. I know that there are a lot of moms and dads out there doing it by themselves. And I just want to give you like a big hug and kudos because literally like I don't know how I would do it if it was all on me to do this by myself. And then there are so many like single moms who are trying to start businesses and work full-time and take care of their babies. Like, kudos to you. And I think back to my mom. My mom had me when she was 20 years old. 
And I couldn't imagine becoming a mom that young either. So, you know, I just, I, I know that it can be harder for some people who don't have the types of things in place that like we kind of have that kind of help, but just want to be like transparent in terms of like how we're able to balance this, how I'm able to balance this life and not be like too, too stressed. It's because of my support system. And in episode 39 with Vicki Robin, she talks about that. She talks about the value of like relationship currency, how relationships are so important. And so I encourage you, if you do have relationships, positive ones, not toxic ones, to continue to to flourish and to encourage and to grow them because they're very important. And without our currency of people around us that care in the way that they do, this this journey to launch, Jamila Soufrant, at the intensity that I am, it would not be possible. If you don't maybe have immediate family or friends who you can lean on for this type of support, I definitely encourage that you, you know, you look for, you know, friends that can become family and you develop and nurture those relationships over time to help you. Okay, let's talk about how we are prepping for baby. So we have been lucky because our boys were both born in June. So literally they're two years apart and this baby will be two years younger than the youngest. So everyone's two years apart, but it worked out perfectly with the boys because they're born in the same season and they're boys. So we're able to pass down a lot of Zach's stuff to Luke. And then most of the things that Zach had, Luke has. And we're very, you know, I always say we're not super frugal, frugal. Like we're not penny pinchers, but there are things that we just don't care to spend money on and that's clothes. (laughs) So, you know, we don't go out and buy a lot of clothes for ourselves or for our kids. It's really just what's necessary. And we've been able to just like cut back on a lot of costs in terms of clothing for our kids that way. We only buy what's necessary. So because of that, that worked for our boys. Now for this pregnancy, it's a girl. Now I am not a girly girl. I could care less about pink and frills and all that. And it's funny because I tell people that and they're like, oh, just wait until you have your girl. You're going to get excited when you can like dress her up. And I'm like, "Mm, probably not. (laughs) But who knows, right? I knew that probably we would have to get some more girly things because yes, she will be wearing her brother's stuff. But, you know, it'd be nice for her to have her own little clothing and, you know, we can play around in that sense in terms of have her being a quote unquote girl, but we won't take it too far (laughs) in terms of the stereotype. But thanks to the generosity of like my coworkers, so my coworkers, they threw me a baby shower at work. They, you know, they, they gave us some clothes and a gift card. And actually the gift card that they gave us, we were able to buy a car seat for her and on top of that with a discount like our car seat that we needed for her only came up to like $95 then my husband's co-worker gave him some clothes that was in her closet that she wasn't using anymore from her child from her baby girl so we actually have tons of clothes now um, that we can use reuse that was given to us or gifted to us And there's even more to come. We have a neighbor who wants to give us some girl clothes. So we're saving a lot of money that way. Plus, we do have like things left over in terms of, you know, the bassinet and the pack and play. Like there's certain things we just don't need to buy again. So we're it's really helpful 
in that sense. And it goes back to, again, the, the idea of relationships being currency, because it's not that every relationship you should try to monetize and get something from, but it's the fact that we build such a community around us of people who care they are willing to help without us even asking. Like I didn't ask for any of this. My husband didn't ask for anything. It's just like, they just willingly give and we're so grateful. And of course, returning the favor is like, I can't wait to get rid of all our boy stuff and the baby stuff when we can to give to someone else. Let's also talk car seats because I know I I mentioned we got a car seat and it was relatively inexpensive because I believe the original price was like $2.99 plus tax and we ended up getting it for like $94 including tax because of the discounts and gift cards and the generosity from co-workers. But I have a mid-size SUV and my husband has a regular four-door car, both Hondas. And I refuse to buy a minivan or a bigger car. Not because we have anything against minivans or bigger cars, but because I just don't want to spend money buying a new car or a used car or whatever. Both our cars are paid off. And I'm just like, I really don't want to buy another car just because we're having another baby. So we, we've been buying. So our first two are in these Dino Radian car seats. So they're like the slimmest car seats you can get. And then we bought a third car seat, same one, same type. So it, sh- it should be able to actually fit in the back row of my Honda CRV, and that way we don't have to buy another car. (laughs) And it seems so simple, but you know, it's just like, you know, buying another car, a bigger car would definitely put us out of money. It would have us go into our savings account to buy one, especially because I don't want to finance one and I would want to buy it outright. Now the drawbacks to that is there's no room for anyone else in our car. So the way it's set up now, at least, If I'm in the front seat, we can have a passenger in the back with the boys. Putting that third car seat in in the back means there's no space for anyone else. It's just us. (laughs) It's just the kids and me and my husband who would be able to be in the car. And sometimes that can be a little inconvenient. Like if my mom is over or if we're traveling with someone that they can't hop in the car with us. So we'll see how that goes. But that to me doesn't happen often. It happens once in a while here or there. So I'm hoping that that's not going to deter us or make us want to buy a bigger car. I'm never saying, I'm not going to say never, right? Like who knows, maybe in a year we're just like, all right, maybe we do need a bigger car. But for now, we're going to try out just the three car seats in the back. And the other thing about it is it kind of sucks because with both of my kids, I stayed back there with them and rode in the back as long as possible, just because, you know, Wanted to make sure they were okay and checking on them and making sure they didn't like kill each other back there. And now it kind of feels weird that like if we are traveling with the baby, like I can't be back there with her to make sure she's okay. So we'll see how that all works. Another way we are saving money or attempting to save money going forward is my son. My oldest son is in school. He's in Catholic school and we paid to put him in Catholic school this year. And so he was three when he started And actually putting him in Catholic school was less expensive than putting him in a part-time or full-time daycare program because we wanted him to be out the house and he's so energetic and to have that interaction with other kids. So we definitely wanted to put him in something at three. So the Catholic school is not too far from us. It worked out great. But this year, so he's he's turning four in June. So in September, he's eligible for the New York City free 
pre-K program. So in New York City, if you're not here, we have a free pre-K program at schools where kids can go for free to pre-K. And we thought about it and we were like, you know what? It's probably best if we can put him in the free pre-K program at our local school. And I actually went to visit them last week and I loved them. I love the school. I love the teachers. And so it's a kind of a lottery. We had to put his name in. And so I'm hoping he gets selected to go. But that will help save money um, next year because then we wouldn't have to pay the tuition for Catholic school. So that's another way in which we're hoping to save some money next year in regards to the kids. All right. So how are we balancing or how am I balancing mom and journey to launch? while on maternity leave. So another thing that I did to help free up some time in terms of journey to launch and not be so stressed out is that I started working with a podcast editor who I love and who edits the podcast for me because that was taking me a couple hours to do, which it was like not something I really enjoy doing. And while it is an additional cost, it's something that really helps free up some time. And she's been wonderful. And it's been great just to get that off my plate. I've also started working with a virtual assistant to help me get the episodes out. So again, those are two costs for the podcast and for Journey to Launch that while, you know, is something I have to put out first in terms of money, it's alleviates time. And so for me, that's what's important right now so that I'm not going to bed every night at 2, 3 a.m. working on things. And I can now devote my time to to things that matter, the things that I feel like I'm better at, that I can actually produce more content and start working on income producing ideas. So that's been another thing that I've done to help balance journey to launch and the pregnancy and everything else that's been going on and it's interesting because I always say that you know journey to launch not is not necessarily profitable yet I know it will be and I know a lot of people who have businesses or startups or who want to do things they're very conscious of how much money they're spending and you should definitely be conscious of that and I think for a long while especially in the beginning when I first started out I did everything myself because I just didn't have the money necessarily to devote to Journey to Launch. And now because I'm approaching it as a business, I see it as an investment. And so no, while I might not be making all the money back that it takes to run Journey to Launch, I know that I will be profitable soon. I'm working on it and it's going to happen. And so why stress myself out and put all this time into something where I can be handing that off to someone else who can do it, who is equally or better capable, and then I can focus on things that will grow the business. So just a little note too, for you people who are out there wanting to start businesses, just like you invest in the markets, just like you invest in or save in areas if you're really serious about growing a business, starting a business, you will have to pay. You will have to outsource things if you want to alleviate time. So it depends on what you feel is valuable to outsource and how much your time is worth. And so I'm so happy that I actually have come to the point where it's not necessarily a problem or I don't feel bad about outsourcing work and I'm going to keep outsourcing as much as I can so that way I can continue to grow Journey to Launch and focus on the things that I need to to make this the company, the business that I foresee it to be. 
So right now I'm on maternity leave. This is my last week. I'm due next week. So while I've been actually still doing work for my job, I've been, you know, doing some journey to launch stuff here and there, but I try to make a plan in which it would be seamless even while I'm having this baby that journey to launch does not stop. So initially when I first, first started the podcast, I said to myself, I'm only going to do seasons. I didn't want to burn myself out. I wanted to take my time. As I started doing the podcast and I started gaining momentum, I was like, nope, I'm not taking a break. I'm going straight through. And so my goal is to go straight through for at least a year. But I can imagine I'm probably just going to continue to go straight through and not take a break. So I did not want to take a break for this pregnancy, meaning after I gave birth, I wanted to make sure I had enough episodes recorded and ready to go. So I'm excited because I've been working extra, extra hard for the last couple months, recording episodes, recording content to where you won't miss a beat. There will still be Journey to Launch podcast episodes in the month of May and June and going forward. So I'm excited about that. I'm I'm proud of myself that I was able to plan ahead and to get that all ready for you. So next week after this podcast, you'll get another episode and the following episode, they'll all be new, they'll all be great interviews. I'm super, super excited about what's scheduled for May. Did I mention that I've also have not been so busy in my life, especially like the week before giving birth? I have about four or five events that I'm attending (laughs) and it's pretty crazy, but, and I've also turned down about four or five events that like are literally like the weekend or a day before my due date. So I knew what to say no to and but I did say yes to a few things because I really thought it would be great. And you know, I'm still mobile. I'm not handicapped, I can move around. And so I am gung ho for everything that I'm scheduled to do this week. If you're listening to this in real time, that is so a couple things. On April 26th, Thursday, I will be at the Brooklyn Borough President's Office Financial Expo event. I'll be speaking at 1pm. So if you're in the area, if you are in Brooklyn or you work in the area, you want to come by and say hello, come say hello. That's going to be this Thursday, the 26th. I'll be speaking at one, but the expo is from 11 to two. So there'll be great financial resources for you. And I'm super, super excited about that. And I have a couple of other planned events that I'm going to. So if you want to keep up to date, just follow me on Journey to Launch and I'll probably be posting some things there. And in regards to just like working on Journey to Launch, you know, I'm not putting that much expectations and stress on myself for the summer. You know, I'm going to be a new mom and I'll have my two littles already and there's life going on. So I do plan to take it easy and not stress myself out and not put too many goals in place for the summertime. I mean, there are things I'm going to be working on. So I've been talking about this membership program for the past few episodes. And if you have not heard or you you want to know more information about it, the membership program is really a monthly membership where I'm going to be giving you tools and resources for your financial freedom journey. So if you like the podcast, if you like the things I discuss, if you like me, you like the guest experts and the topics, this membership is going to be very, very useful and helpful for you because I plan on making it a resource in which you're getting monthly tools and tips, calls with me, group calls, and then also expert classes on different topics. And so it's something I want to work on this summer so I can have ready to go. And again, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself, but I will just be working on it. And that's the plan. If you want to know more information about it, go to journeytolaunch.com 
slash membership to sign up. That way you'll be notified when it launches the secret list (laughs) will launch um, in terms of how to become a founding member on the membership program. And again, with the summer, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself. If you notice all my kids, they're born in June. So the first two are born in June. This one is in May. That's not by accident. Obviously, it's a little bit of the universe and God helping (laughs) to make it happen. But I really did plan for my kids to come around this time of year because my husband is a teacher. So he is off during the summer months, but he might do some summer school. So we'll see. But I just I love having the extra help. And I just love having my babies in the warm weather so that we can go outside and not be stuck in the house. So that's helpful because he'll be around to help. And then my aunt is still going to be here helping my son, Zach, the oldest one. He's still in school until June. So that does give me more time to bond with the baby when she's here for the couple months without the house being too full. And then we hit summer. And, you know, I have I always like planning a lot of things for my kids in the summer free events that we can go to and then all like the little parks so I'm excited I'm looking forward to all that so that's pretty much what's been going on with me I mean I'm super excited about what's to come you know I announced a couple episodes ago that we had reached and hit the hundred thousand dollars hundred thousand (laughs) dollars the hundred thousand download mark of the podcast meaning this podcast, all the episodes have been downloaded and listened to over 100,000 times. By the time this episode comes out, it will be probably over 120,000 times the way that it's it's growing. So that's been amazing. I'm super, super excited to continue on this journey with you guys. Continue to send me messages. So you guys DM me, you respond to my weekly email because I send out a weekly email. So if you're not on that list, you want to join by going to my site and just on social media you reach out and you tell me that you enjoy the podcast trust me like that means everything to me and I know there's like a large segment of listeners who will never reach out (laughs) you like to lurk and listen but I know you appreciate the content so thank you even if you never say anything to me I know you're out there so thank you for listening (laughs) but if you do want to connect some more remember to follow me on social media at journey to launch I'm on Instagram Facebook and Twitter join the private Facebook group. And so while the May episodes and, you know, those are kind of all pre-recorded, but they're going to be amazing still. If you want to like check in with me in real time, just follow me on social media. I might or might not be updating. It depends on how I feel. Again, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself, but just follow me there for more real-time updates and join the Facebook group if you're on Facebook, journeytolaunch.com slash community. Once again, if you want the episode show notes, go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 42. By this time next week, I will be hopefully, God willing, holding my little baby girl. (laughs) So I just want to say thank you. Wish me luck. I'm really excited about what's to come. And I'm so happy that you're on this journey with me. All right, journeyers, keep on journeying. I'll speak to you next week.